That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania alongside for the ride. Oh, Jobberknocker! Don't you dare be sour! Clap for your world famous predictions champion and feel the power! The Ray Ray. The Ray Ray is in the house, folks. I have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We're here. I finally get to meet Nestlemania. It's crazy. It's I, listen, I, Ray. I'm excited to have to have you here. Last week we had Dom. Now we have you. You and I have known each other for a very long time, but we've never actually met face to face. I think this is probably our first face to face, really. It's possible. I, well, so we saw each other. I think years ago. I, I was. I think we were both at, at like it was like a Monday Night Raw or something. You were up in the crowd. I was down on the floor. So like we kind of saw there was a wave. <laughs> You know, there was like a there was mutual, no communication. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about it. So, but uh, but yeah, it's good to it's good to be here. It's good good to finally meet you. Uh, I feel like we've been we've been building up to this for a couple of years. I, I hope we deliver. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Uh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be completely different from what it was last week. Uh, last week you had Dom on the podcast, and I tell you, uh, he's he's very smart. Uh, he knows his stuff. He he has such a great insight for the product and for what's happening. Whereas me, I don't know, like, I feel like it's just going to be kind of throwing as much shit against the wall as I can and, and trying to see what sticks. Eh, it, it, most of this program is throwing shit against the wall. I mean, that's pretty much what we do. So I think you'll be just fine. But yeah, we had a good time with John. Sorry, with Dom. Next week, JC supposedly will return. So it was nice. JC gave me out a couple ideas of who to pick. But I, I had to say, I'm like, if you're gone two weeks, you know, we've talked about Ray being the sunshine of the WWE and spending all these positives forever on the Jabber Knocker. And all I could think about was, you know, everybody thinks I'm Mr. Negativity, so I feel like we're a battery. You know, like, I feel like you're going to give me a little bit more positive shine. So let's start in the shine. we got a big week. We've got money in the bank. we got all sorts of things going on here. Um, where would you like to start? I'll let the guests start in the shine. Oh, my God. No pressure or anything. Uh, I mean, honestly, top of the list for me has got to be the whole thread throughout the show, Roman and Edge on SmackDown. Okay. Um, they're just really well done. It's, it's incredible storytelling. Um, it was good because again, you know, it leads off the show, but then they kind of gave you the little nuggets throughout the show with the backstage stuff. Um, you know, trying to figure out what they were going with. And then honestly, the, the segment with, with Edge and Seth Rollins, I thought was really well done. It's a nice little tease. You know, I think everybody kind of feels like maybe that's the direction they're going in. But then again, for Edge to kind of bring up the thing from what was it? 2014, I think it was like that. Yeah. Something along those lines. I mean, I just feel like that's the type of stuff we don't get that much anymore. Uh, at least as much in the WWE, they they don't they don't do those callbacks. You don't they don't. I know we complain a lot about long term storytelling, and you just don't see that. So for Edge to kind of bring that stuff up. The other funny thing that I saw, which is I don't know if you remember from that segment, which was uh, Michael P. S. Hayes uh, coming yeah. out of the elevator <laughs> in the middle of the shot. Yeah, you, oh no! Oh no! Yeah. It's like as a TV guy, I'm sure uh-huh. like you and I both know, like you're in the middle of a live shot, and then all of a sudden, like what the, what is he doing back there? Yeah. Somebody, 
tell Michael to get out of the way. Tell Michael to get out of the way. Yeah, do, do, do. Bug away. Yeah, it was so because like he because you saw the the elevator open. I can't believe we're spending time on this, but like <laughs> but like he just had like the silhouette of Michael Hayes. Like, yeah. Just because of his fashion, you you just know yeah. what he is. It's not like he's gonna blend into the background either. I mean, he's wearing probably oh, like God, a no. bright pink shirt, bright yellow pants. He's got the you know the the bleach blonde hair. Like you knew it was him the minute that that door opened. Yeah. And and then with his with his reaction, that's what was funny to me because you could tell he was just like, oh shit, I'm not supposed to. <laughs> Oh, oh, and then he's like trying to move, but he's not the most fast guy in the world. Yeah. He's not very nimble. So, he yeah. just did his flapping. <laughs> he just flapped away. But yeah, but that whole segment I thought was fantastic. And like I said, the whole thing with Roman and Edge throughout the show, uh, leading up to the end with the Usos coming out and Edge locking it in, and then obviously the Mysterios coming back. I thought was really good. Um, that was honestly, I, that's probably probably my favorite, uh, one of my favorite parts of the week. So I got to ask you because we're different people, and we also I, I, I've asked JC, I've asked Dom. I'm curious, how do you feel about Edge right now, right in this moment? How, do you like him? Do you hate him? Do you want him to be something different? Would you like to see him go away? What is your initial guttural like reaction, visceral a- reaction? After this week, as of right now, I'm I'm back in on Edge. Okay. I think that this was a great week for him. I thought that again, all of those segments uh, came across really well. I thought that his backstage interviews were really well done. I feel like in the past, a lot of his promos and stuff like that were very long winded. It was very like, why is this taking so long to get to the point? I think it, it seemed like instead of one super long edge promo this week, they broke it down and, you know, they gave him the one in the beginning. Then they gave him the interview with Kayla. Seth comes, you know what I mean? Like they were mm-hmm. able to break it up a little bit, which I think helped. Um, and again, a lot of the intensity and stuff that he showed, I thought was really well done. So for me, honestly, at this point, like I'm, I'm a fan, I'm a fan. I'm an edge See, fan. I can't, I, I don't know what it is. <clears throat> I think it's just something about him that I just was like, I just want the asshole in the room. I, I'm sorry. Like, I know, like we talked about last week, he's just that gee golly gosh, he's, he's always going to be injured, so there's always that hint of like, oh god, like something bad could happen to him, and that's kind of like a baby face feeling. But for me, when I watch him, I think to myself, I just want the money in the bank guy, I just want that Lita heel kind of like, fit. like he was just like an asshole, essentially. But like, the thing that bothered me was it just was, the promo at the beginning was good, I felt like it was a little long, for me. But when I was watching it, at least he sold the idea of like, you know, because, you know, Reigns basically was saying... You know, there was fear for Edge for like, what, I don't know, like 10 seconds, he said. And then he's like, and then what happened? You know, like I rose to the occasion. Like the fact that Roman said that, I was like, okay. Like at least he did that. But it was just odd to me because I feel like Edge, Edge does a long promo most of the time. So I feel like every time he's done it, it makes me feel like this could go on forever. You know, and, and I feel like that's bad because after a while you're thinking, oh, God, I could miss this. Or, oh, God, I can go get, you know, I can go pee or go, oh, I can go get a snack or something. Which he he's he's he has the license to have a great promo. He's never had a bad promo, in my opinion. But I feel like sometimes he talks so eloquently and so intelligently that he's he's above talking on a communication level that everybody's going to understand him. And I feel like when you do that, when you say, like, you know, like that word's like, you know, it's like a 40-year-old virgin. I think Kevin Hart was like, I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. I'm going to take them as disrespect. When he talks that way, like iconoclast, nobody knows what an iconoclast is unless you look it up. It's just different things he says. I think it bothers me just a smidge because I don't know if he's communicating to the crowd as well as he is just, like, showing off his vernacular sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I could see that in the past, but again, this, this week, in particular, like I didn't necessarily feel that way. Okay. Um, you know, again, like I felt like since they were able to break it up a little bit, um, I did really enjoy the Roman. Honestly, part of the Roman promo again, even when he kind of talked about the that that like instance of fear um, that crept in during the WrestleMania, I there was a part of me that honestly I I, I didn't. I don't know if I liked that because the way that they've been building this Roman, it didn't feel like something that 
he would ever necessarily admit to, which I thought was kind of weird that he did. So I wasn't honestly like that part. I, I wasn't totally, I, I wasn't totally in on. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really loved about the, the, the Roman stuff this week, which was I kept glancing in the back. Paul Heyman's body language <laughs> yeah. is just, is just wonderful. Um, uh, him, the way that he clutches onto the onto the title when Roman's not holding it, even when he gives it when he gives it to him, when Roman went to go hand him the mic, I think like it was towards the end of the pro day, and, and he apologizes because he didn't he wasn't there right away. Um, just those little things that he does, you just again like that's what makes him so good, and that's why he's had you know the longevity that he has had. But yeah, I mean overall, I I can see where you would say you know the whole thing about Edge's promo. I guess I can understand. I'm a little surprised that somebody like. Somebody like you doesn't like that though, because I feel like you kind of come across the same way, where you just use big words and you kind of like, you know, you talk a lot, and it's just. You I know, talk a lot of smack, but here's, yeah. here's the difference between me and Edge, and there's a there's a lot of differences, by the way. We do share the same first name. That's uh, about it. That's uh, the most similarity. I will say this much: you guys think I'm a heel because I use different words, but but that's fine. He's he's going out there saying big words, and he's supposed to be a babyface. So for me, it's like. You know, that's the. I think I just want when he finally, if he does actually become a heel, I'll be back in. But I feel like for me, for specifics, I just think that, you know, he, he did say it like uh, on Talking Smack. And I watched Talking Smack because, you know, there were different people on there that I enjoy watching. And he was like, this isn't a greatest hits tour. And this, you know, I'm going to do the things that I want to do and all this stuff, which I, I commend. Mm-hmm. But I just, I felt like he's lying to himself because he is doing the greatest hits tour. I mean, in a way, he is doing whatever he can do, but he's not, he's not going to be the edge that I remember. He's not going to be the edge... That no. I hope, but he's still taking all of those aspects with him. So it's, he's like a little bit of a liar too. So it's just, it's, 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 it's hard for me because I, I want him to be good. And I know the match is going to be great. Like, I know that I'm going to come back the, the program next week and be like, Hey, that was a great match at Money in the Bank. I know that. I know that. It's gonna, I mean, a lot of chicanery is probably going to happen here. We probably can agree. Yeah. Shady shenanigans will probably take place. I can see that. But I'm more, I'm more excited for a Rollins edge feud than I would be a Roman edge feud. Yeah. But I think. You need to you need to take your time to get to that, and I think that you you still needed the, this Edge Roman one on one because obviously Daniel Bryan inserted himself into the WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. So you, I think you still needed that Edge Roman one on one to really kind of pay it off. So I mean, I'm totally okay with that. And this is again why the whole segment in the back with Seth and everything else has just worked out just fantastic because they've been able to kind of trickle in those little bits. Of, of a teaser and a little bit of like, you know, oh, Seth is kind of hanging around, but Edge is focused on Roman and like, you know, this is what's going to come next, you know. So assuming probably SummerSlam is where that's going to is where that's going to end up going. Yeah, here's hoping. I mean, it seems like SummerSlam is going to be the real WrestleMania of this year. It seems like that's the way they're building it anyway. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, I want to talk about very quickly. It's not something we normally talk about on the program, but it is something that came up and it's true. So we can talk about it. We don't do dirt streets here. <laughs> um, that there was a DUI and it didn't matter, apparently, when it came to the the storyline because normally sometimes depending on where you are in the pecking order the you know you get a DUI you get a slap on the wrist you get arrested you, you know you lose a championship or you you get left out for a little bit and you learn your lesson you come back and you you know you start from the bottom again right that was not the case well I well I kind of wonder because this was this this show was taped so the, sure. I, what I what I don't what I'm curious and I what I don't know is is when was it taped versus when was, good point. was he arrested I mean he may have been arrested the night after it, it was taped and they just didn't have time to do anything about it. So I think the real question is going to be what happens next week as to whether or not, you know, Jimmy's going to be around or if they're going to kind of try and, you know, turn the story. Because it looked like basically the the idea was which way they were going, which is obviously Roman and Edge. 
Usos and Mysterios, I'm assuming, for the tag team titles, which my guess was going to be that that was going to be a SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of you know, whether or not they do that now is really going to be the big So question. the other thing, too, when I was watching Talking Smack, they said, breaking news on Friday. Like, so this coming Friday, it's going to be a six-man tag because of what transpired in the main event. Oh, good. We love those. Right, exactly. So I was just like, <laughs> my, my eyes rolled in the back of my head because I was so sarcastically excited for it. But I just... I was like, okay, so clearly what's going to happen here, if if I was booking this entire thing, is that Jay and and Roman are going to just drop off the apron and let the three baby faces just beat the shit out of them and be yeah. like, well, you got to learn your lesson. Sorry, but bye, folks. Yeah. And if we don't end that show that way, I'd be shocked. Shocked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. The fans will probably boo it, which is good. Maybe they'll cheer it. I don't know. Yeah. But I'd be curious if the fans do anything specific when it comes to, you know. Yeah. Jimmy specifically. But anyway, we've talked very much about Edge and, yes. and that whole thing. So we should probably get on to the rest of this whole thing. I will say very quickly for me, I can't believe that this is still going on, but it's it's a small transformation, but it's probably for a bigger reason. I'm loving the sad Corbin. I, I did not see this coming. I, I, I was so happy to see him so disheveled. Didn't get music this week. Was like, ah, shucks, kicking rocks. And then there's, you know, Pat McAfee getting his feet wet with Big E on the couch was so ridiculous. Which they gave him a microphone because, as we know in production, you can't wear a headset. You might get electrocuted. So, obviously, <laughs> they gave him a mic that he could drop. Yes. Um, but it was just like Shinsuke was a, was a you know formality to get him into this matchup, apparently. But that I, whole segment was like a that was like a 1A and 1B for me between the Roman and Edge stuff yeah. being the best thing of the week and that entire thing being the best thing of the week. Because it was fantastic. Here's the only thing, though. And I got to drop a little, a little bit of heat in the shine right now. Oh, and it's two things. Okay. Number one. Getting Baron Corbin, but without, without his entrance theme, is one of the most frustrating things. Because that is quite possibly one of the one of, if not the best entrance themes in WWE right now. Not the one with the, the king, king stuff okay. in it, but uh, his hey, I bring, his I bring the, the dark his I bring the darkness song. Yeah. One of my favorite songs of all time. That's number one. Number two, I I I didn't appreciate the hairline comments <laughs> from from you're McAfee very, and. Big, I was, you know, I was in, I was like, these guys are funny. We're having a good time. They got the foot bath, yada, yada, yada. And they're making fun of Baron. When they started dropping the hairline comments, I was like, okay, guys, you're going a little far. It's a little, it's a little far. Okay. So, but. You take it personally? Well, as as a follically uh, challenged individual myself, I was not, uh, yeah, I just, I just wasn't a fan. I I think it was, I think it was a little too far. You know what I mean? A little too far. How far could you go in a follically challenged person? Well, you know, usually about two thirds, three quarters of the way to the back. So if you say five head, is that, is that offensive? Like, know. what would offend you if I said, you know, like, hey, Ray, you know, like, I don't know what the insult was on SmackDown. What, 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 where's, where's the line? They're, Do you not bring it up at all? Yeah, people just, are, you know, some people are sensitive to these things. I just don't understand why we even have to bring it up, you know? On a mean? side note, because there are a lot of bald people on the jobber knocker, do you like shaving your head? Do you like having hair? What's the, is it like a laziness factor? What is it for you? Yeah, for me, it's absolutely a laziness factor. Um, I do, yeah, I mean, I, I do, I somewhat like having hair. I did shave my, there was a few times that I did the full shave. It's a, it's, it's a lot of work. And I don't, I mean, I don't have an electric shaver. I guess if I got an electric shaver, that may help the whole situation. It might make it a little bit easier. Um, I did get compliments when I shaved my head. I remember actually one of the first times when I was thinking about shaving my head, I went to like, a, you know, whatever place to get, just to, just to get cleaned up and get, kind of get my hair haircut that I have and I had told the girl I was the girl that was cutting my hair I was like yeah, I'm thinking about maybe shaving my head but I don't know like it's kind of a big step and it was funny she her exact comment was oh you totally should you have a you have a good head you have a good head for it and I was like 
I'm not sure I understand what that means. And she explained it. She goes, no, she's like, your head's not like a weird shape. You don't have like little bumps and like things and yada, yada. And she's like, you know, it's, you got like a good, it's like a nice, good, smooth head. And I was like, that's, that's an interesting compliment. I've never heard that. Before. You have a great smooth head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks lady. Here's yeah. a tip. I'll never see you again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I have tried the head shaving, but it's just, it's a lot of work, man. It's, you know. It so it, it's so, so you, so do you feel on a, on like a personal level for Baron Corbin because he's losing yes. everything? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, of the hair. Well, he's yeah. already lost his hair, I guess. The, the, yeah, I mean, the, the, the hair and his is... song. He's yeah. lost his song, which you clearly care as a yeah, banger. It's, yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's brutal. I mean, the, losing the car stuff I thought was pretty funny, obviously, losing the crown and everything else. I mean, it's good. And I think it's a good thing for him. I think knock, I think bringing him all the way back down to rock bottom is just going to be one of the best things for him because then when he gets built back up, I mean, he's just he's just going to be... He's just going to go straight to the moon. It's going to be amazing. You know, a baby face Baron Corbin was nothing in my head that would ever come to fruition. I thought it was always going to be he's just that standard, always plug-and-play heel that would always make little guys look great and then just power through and be the guy. But yeah. the sad thing has gotten me completely off guard because JC gave me a 180 on this thing where now I'm a fan of Baron Corbin. Yeah. And I'm just... I never thought in my life I would ever cheer for Baron Corbin. And not here I am. Yeah. Here I am. And I, I am... I am beside myself and thinking like what can they do with this guy if he, if, he re if they really did get the name happy corbin i'm gonna be kind of yeah upset about that but fair enough it is what it is so speaking of cheering baron corbin i want to kind of take a hard left right now i want to play a game with you oh boy okay okay so speaking of cheering and i thought of this when uh honestly when boogs and nakamura came out so starting friday okay. we'll have fans back in the arena sure okay i was thinking about a handful of superstars mm -hmm. that have kind of changed a bit here and there over the last year or so when there haven't been fans. I would like to play with you a little game that I'm calling Predict the Pop. Ooh, all okay. right. Predict the Pop. I'm going like to give you a handful of names on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being crickets, 10 being like edge returning at the rumble. Okay. Okay. I want you, I want to know, just in your opinion, where you think these people are going to lie in regards okay. to like how fans are going to react. So, okay, to so it's fa how fans react, not how Nestlemania would react how, to this. How okay. the overall WWE universe you think is going to react. Okay. Are they going to get, are they going to get a big, huge pop or are they just at this point where like nobody seems to care? Okay. Sure. First and foremost, because they, they were the ones that made me think of this, Boogs and Nakamura. I think Pat McAfee dancing will get a reaction. I think probably a seven. Those guys, I think probably a four or five. You think Boogs and Nakamura are only going to get a four or a yes. five? Yes. You're out of your mind. No, I'm not out of my mind. Boogs is, uh, the I Boogs love is Boogs. an electric I love factory. Boogs. And everybody loves Nakamura's song. They're going to yeah. be singing along to his maybe, song. Maybe, maybe. I think it's a strong five. Strong no, five. They are easily a seven no, or no, eight. No, 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 no. You're well, way listen, off. Listen, listen. You're, You're so telling off. me 10 is Edge returning at the Rumble. Yeah. This entire thing isn't going to be a big serenading song the whole time. Yeah, it, absolutely. They can't Boogs sing to it while he's playing. Yes, they are. They did before. Whoa, No, it's Everybody sings to it. They were singing to a song beforehand they're gonna to sing to it again they're singing to it even louder because boogs is gonna be shredding the guitar you're out of your mind okay next up <laughs> next this is up. going well <clears throat> next up Liv morgan i picked i did this on because she's like no nah. i'm kind of curious i don't know what I'm, do you think i'm gonna say a three i'm gonna okay. say a three because I, I i think here's the issue with this i love Liv morgan i want live live morgan to win money in the bank i think that'd be great but I don't think she 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 hasn't connected with the crowd when there was a crowd yet, and I think that she needs more time to connect with the crowd to get that kind of reaction. So I'd say two or three. Okay, fair enough. Drew McIntyre. Oh, I'd give him a zero for me, but uh, God, if he comes out in the history you, lesson, he's going to get booed. I agree. Do you think that fans have soured on him that much, though, at this point? I hope they don't make him come out first, which they probably won't because it'll be SmackDown. 
Yeah, it's going to be a SmackDown. SmackDown none, 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 I'm, I am honestly really it's curious to see. Edge at the beginning. You think so? It has to be Edge. There's only one person you can do, and it's Edge. Okay. Because he's the he's, he has the best theme song of all time. Okay. You can sing to it, and everybody, with the exception of me, apparently, really loves Edge in general. <laughs> uh, no, but I do love Edge. I just think, that, like I said, it. it but okay. So I think I, I'd say for for so me, one, one to ten, Drew McIntyre. What do you think? What are the fans? How are the fans going to treat Drew? McIntyre? I'm going to say fifty fifty. I'm going to go with a five because I feel like there's going to be a chorus of boos. They're going to they're going to try to drown it out. So do you think that he's going to get kind of like the John Cena thing where yes. half, everybody's going to have a reaction, yes. half are going to boo, half are going to cheer? Absolutely. He is He is going to get not to that Roman status just yet, Okay. but I think that he is going to get to a point of which the the crowd, there are people like me who are done with the history lessons, done with the slongy slower and the whole thing. Let's just put a new, you know, a new spin on them. Okay. So I think five is probably because of the 50-50 reaction. Okay. Sami Zayn. Ooh. I, his song's great. I would say I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a four. I'm gonna go with a four. I'm, I don't I don't think people care enough about the conspiracy thing because it hasn't moved in my opinion in a little bit. Okay, uh, this I feel like this next one's gonna be interesting. Cesaro. I think the crowd loves Cesaro. I'd give him a six or a seven. Oh wow. Okay. So far, he'd be the biggest pop. So biggest pop so far, is Cesaro. Yeah. yeah, I think so. What about what do you think about Lashley? Do you think he's gonna get a pop, or do you think since he's supposed to be a heel, people are gonna? I don't think people are going to cheer him. I think people will actually boo him because I think he does enough to stay a heel. He has done absolutely nothing to make him endearing. So okay. I think if you're going to go for a 10 for boos, if we're counting boos, he'd probably get somewhere within, he'd be a he'd be a six. He'd be a six. I think MVP talking with him could bump him to a seven easily. Okay, but that's like mostly, those are, you're talking boos though. Oh yeah, <clears throat> for boos. I, if you're talking pop for, for a positive pop. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm saying pop in general, I okay. guess. Like if it's a heel, like is he going to get he that booed? good heat okay. or is he, or if he's... I think they, I think they're the most, they're the, not the most over in terms of heel work. Obviously Roman is, but I just feel like, I feel like people are going to start to cheer Roman Reigns now. So I, I you know, like, yeah, I feel I, like Bobby's at least going to stay in that heel. Spoiler alert. I purposely left Roman off of this list because <laughs> I just, I, I don't know what, you know, it's you don't know weird. what to think with him. Yeah, exactly. I do think that pair, that Lashley being paired with the new day is going to help him catch heat a little bit easier than if he was paired with somebody else. Oh yeah. People, uh, I mean, Kofi's like, like I said, now that Daniel Bryan's gone, he's just the perennial guy you cheer for. Absolutely. Every single time. What about Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash, I guess uh, we're calling her these days. I think she's going to be heavily booed. I really do. Really? I think I think booed. there are there are enough assholes in the, the <laughs> that are okay. that are yeah. going to boo her. You're not wrong. So here's the thing: yeah, kids are... will love her. It depends on the ratio of children to, to adults and so how many are drunk. She, do you think she's going to get kind of, again that same kind of John Cena situation? I of think like half I'll go people, with a five. Like the adults are going to boo her. Yeah. The kids are going to cheer. I think her. the kids. I think she's either going to get nothing <clears> from the adults or the, or they're going to boo her out of the building. Okay. And the parents will cheer. So it's it's I would say four or five only because she will she's not John Cena. But Fair she enough. will get a four or five kind of half and half reaction. Okay. Obviously, JC would give her a ten. I don't <laughs> understand. I'm, I'm cheering for. If I'm you're at that show, you're going to lose your shit. I'm cheering for. You're losing your shit. Absolutely. For her? Why? Yeah, sure, why not? Because she deserves it. She's doing. She doesn't great. deserve it. She's doing great things. She's amazing. Okay, I got two more. We'll try and get through okay. them quick. Okay, Alexa Bliss. Cheers. Seven or eight. Seven or an eight. Wow. Biggest. How, biggest so far. Okay. Okay. So her and Cesaro. Keep the doll out of oh, it. Yeah, apparently, like her, and, her and Cesaro are. Yeah. They're. Oh yeah. Absolutely. They okay. love her. So what if she has Lily? Two. Does that knock it down? Two. So people are going to boo her if she boo has a doll. doll. JC would agree with me. Boo gonna... a doll. Okay. An inanimate object has never been more unover. Apparently, is what I've been told. <laughs> so. Okay. Very last one, and I feel like this is. I feel like this is going to be a good one. Rhea Ripley. Ooh. 
She's like supposed to be a baby face, but she's clearly doing she's heel, heel stuff. Yeah. Like nobody knows. Like she's in this weird gray area. She's going against Charlotte. Everything. It's she's in a really weird her, place. Her song doesn't allow you to cheer. It's that weird part where she goes and then it's just like in the middle right before she stomps and it's just like it's a heavy banger song. So I feel like she'd I get know, cheered. I I, I, I kind of put it in the realm of like the uh, like Seth Rollins. This is like you know burn it down kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess you could be right on that one. I would say Rhea Ripley, four. Four, okay. Because people don't know how to, like, what do you do? That's like, what I mean. What yeah. do you do? Exactly. What do you do? I, for me, it's more of a, I, I'm on the lower end of the scale, because for me, I think you, you send the baby face out, the most over baby face in SmackDown right now, Edge, he's a 10 probably at this point. You, you have to start the show that way. You have to. There's nobody else on that show that's more over than Edge. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Well, hey, that's all I got. I just figured it would be fun. Or, yeah, yeah. Rate that pop or whatever it was. Yeah, crazy. Predict the pop Predict is what, the I, pop, came, what me, I came up with. It's all about the alliteration in this industry. You understand that. I, I do. A JC is going to be sitting there going, we're going to do predict the pop for like everything now, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but he likes to steal. He does the flames. He does all this random shit. Okay. My next question for you yes. I have is, uh, so I had it in my shine. Almost. <laughs> almost had his big debut. You put that in the shine? One on one. I thought he, I thought he did. I thought he did. I okay. thought he did great. But here's the big argument. Was his debut one-on-one better than Aziz? Absolutely. that was the big thing, yeah. right? So, Guth- so here's the thing. Guthrie, our boy Guthrie, follow him on Twitter and watch all his amazing films. I did this on purpose because I knew you were going to go off on <laughs> Guthrie, and I love it when people yell at Guthrie. So Guthrie, so to, 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 to bear witness to Guthrie, I believe that he's semi-like me in a way that he knows everybody else has the same takes. So he has to go out on a limb to be like <laughs> and a visionary and try to do different things. So before I'm going to wax poetic on him before I take him to task. So for me, I look at it this way. He thinks that Commander Aziz is a bigger deal, it will be a bigger deal, has been, and will always be bigger and better than Omas. I think Omas is better. I think his debut is better because I thought uh, Commander Aziz kind of screwed everything up when he kind of fumbled through. And, you know, impressively, if you look at both of them, at least like from a visual standpoint, just the face alone, I'd be more afraid of Aziz. But almost, in my opinion has that deep dark voice where I feel like I don't want to fuck with him if he talked to me like he'd be he'd be looking at me like hey middle man and I'd, be, I'd shit my pants <laughs> so like interrogation wise he might win so I thought the debut last night was better I thought Eric had a really hard task which was it wasn't it wasn't necessarily his fault it was probably what was given to him because of what they visionarily like look at for Omos it was like he'd hit him and then he'd stop and look and it just made him look like a cartoon, in my opinion, which didn't help Omas in, in the overall pr- presentation of the whole thing. But I still don't think he fumbled, stumbled, and bumbled as much as yeah. Aziz on SmackDown. So I will always Guthrie is colder than the <laughs> coal miser. Like he is, he is, he is North and South Pole. He is colder than anything I could think of at this point. Yeah. When it comes to thinking Aziz is better, so Guthrie. This is coming from me, Mr. Cold Takes. This is an absolute freezing take, buddy. <laughs> and Ray should defend you, but he won't because I can't. I can't. I'll, yeah, no, you, you'd, you'd be surprised how often I defend Guthrie. He and I go. He and I go. He, we go at it uh, a lot uh, in our. Uh, we're in a fa- fantasy baseball league. Uh, if you want to really check my nerd status real quick. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we go back and forth a lot on that. So that's why I was really looking forward to having you just kind of go off on him. I thought Omos had a great. I thought it was. I thought it was a great debut. I mean, you know, it's not. You know, you're not gonna get not gonna get five stars or anything else from from fucking clown boy over there. But I mean, no. it was still fine. Like it was very serviceable. And I thought that again for a debut match for somebody like him. Again, my expectations weren't super high. He definitely, at the very least, met my expectations. I would even go as far as to say he slightly exceeded my expectations. Okay. For that's that's fair. Before. I think here here's here's where it, it it's different because I did say at the beginning of this that he did kind of not 
live up to my expectations. He still ex- he exceeded Aziz. I think Aziz has like got two left feet, and that's they tell you when you when you wrestled. They're like the great ones have Im- impeccable footwork. Yeah. That's what you have to have. Like if you have two left feet, you're gonna have to learn the cha cha before you do anything else. Before you do wrestling, like you have to have good feet. You know footwork. And I, the footwork for big man is a lot harder. They got those long limbs. I understand that. I've had a lot of friends show me how hard it is for them. I got little bird legs. I can fly. Like, I'm good. But with Aziz, he kind of, like, I just feel like they kind of shoved him into this whole thing with Apollo Cruz because they needed to present Apollo a certain way. Aziz is going to be that way for a while. But Omas, at the very least, went and did something cool, in my opinion, he just kind of made himself a presence without doing anything and giving a little bit of mystery. And they paired him, in my opinion, with probably the best to ever do it. So anything that's lacking, it's like, oh, we fucked up. Oh, here's a forearm from AJ. And you're just like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I forgot about everything. So this time around, they had AJ and Ivar went. And I'm a homer for Ivar because he's from here. And he trained a lot of my friends. And he's just been a great guy. So when I, I was like, oh, cool, Ivar's wrestling AJ. That was a quick, and he fucking won. I was wondering if you're going to be almost mad about that because no, it's like I, AJ Styles. No, I, figured, I, I, couldn't, just, I couldn't be more happy for Ivar. Okay, because I saw a little bit of hate on on, on Twitter from, nah. from people. Oh, my God, AJ Styles getting buried. Here we go, blah, 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 blah. And then, oh my, but I'm like, no, I'm like, you got to, if you're going to do the one-on-one between tag teams and you don't expect there to be one guy wins, one guy loses, yeah. guess what? Omos is not losing exactly. right now. So clearly AJ was going to take that pin. So yeah, exactly. So, I mean, honestly, like, so that was the hard part was like, I, I am grading Aziz on a, on a curve kind of here because... Yeah. Omos had the AJ like, oh shit, AJ lost? Well, clearly Omos is going to win. So it was like, eh, 50-50. You know, it's a, yep. I'm okay with it because 50-50 was just kind of the, the thing. And, and, and it's okay. But I was more excited. I was going to give Ivar my comeback, honestly, because I, I was thinking to myself, hey, like, you know, local boy does good. Because I just, I was so excited for him. But, and they had, a, like, Dom said it on Twitter, which, because I, I tell everybody on the, on the pod, uh, I don't watch live because I just, I can't. I just, yep. I hate the idea of watching commercials. So, I start about 9, 9.30 and catch up. I eventually get to live, but by that point, it's the last main event and I'm ready to go to sleep. So, like, I saw his Twitter account and he was like, oh, my God, like, that promo from the Viking Raiders was really good. And I thought to myself, like, I, I, it's hard because I should stay off Twitter while I'm watching, but I have to tweet while I'm watching, so it's weird. But I was like, man, I've already hit that out of the park. And then I went to Eric and I was like, well, the arrow got out of the room again, but <laughs> I don't know, like... Again, maybe I'm just I'm romanticizing about Ivar because I have so many positive memories about him, nah. like watching him. But I felt like he he brought it. He even was like, "Know what I mean, Sarah?" And then he went back to whatever he was talking about. He had charisma, and then it was yeah. more like Eric was playing a cartoon character. Yeah, he was like doing a Batman. He's like doing his Batman voice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he was being like, yeah, he was being Christian Bale all of a sudden. So no, I was excited for them. This was actually something that uh, I know a lot of people would hate about, but man, yeah. I was I was excited too. Well, if, the fact that we've gone this long without talking about John Morrison and Ricochet is actually pretty upsetting to me right now because okay. that was hands down probably I, I that might have been match of the week for me, but I don't. I know I agree with insane. you. And the fact that again, this is what the third time we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's mad. You guys, yep. all we do on the all you all do on this podcast is talk about oh reruns this and rerun that. Ain't nobody mad about this rerun. No, not at all. Run it back again next week. Run it back. Well, I mean, they'll they'll be at Money in the Bank. Yeah, and it's gonna be sick. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And it's it's been a great. It's it's been fun. It's been entertaining. They've done something different every week, which is really, I think, the hard part. I think the biggest problem when it comes to, like, the whole rerun thing and these matches over and over again is the problem is, is that you put the two guys together and then the next week they have a rematch and it's almost like it's the same fucking match from the week before. Right. And that's, what piece, that's I think, what really pisses people off because there have been plenty of instances of guys that have wrestled multiple times over the course of, you know, months and months during a feud or anything else. And again, people get mad because it's the same match over and over again. But if they start throwing in something a little bit different making it a different match, this was a false count anywhere, 
that's where it be, that's where it gets good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what these guys do. And again, you got Miz there too to just add fucking all kinds of fuel to the fire. So I, I agree with you. And I think the, the I did put this out on Twitter, but it's definitely something that I wanted to bring up here was I felt like there's eight guys of money in the bank. Six of them didn't sell the match for me. And there were two guys that did for three weeks. Yeah. These guys. Absolutely. They were the only ones, especially this, you know, this past Raw, that when they went through and they did the ladder spot, they did all these amazing things. They went and battled right in front of Vince or whatever. They, I assume that's where it is in the gorilla position. <laughs> I can only imagine what he's like. He's probably sitting there going, yes, you know, doing his thing. But do God. another flip. Yeah. <laughs> they love the flippy dippies. Yeah, the flippy dippies is such good shit. <laughs> but anyway, so they do that. And uh, all I could think about was KO didn't really sell it, except for like when I win, I'm going to cash in, which he did a good job. Big E does kind of like whatever Big E does. And like McIntyre, when he talks, I tune out now. And just like the list goes on and on. But all I could think about was, man, Morrison and Ricochet made me remember every single week there was money in the bank, that it's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be a car wreck. And then like the crescendo of it all was like, they went through a fucking ladder on on free TV, essentially. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this is... They do. They did a great serviceable job. I don't think either of them are going to win, which really breaks my heart. But if this was a year, I think, for Johnny Drip Chip to get his opportunity, it would be this year because I feel like he's on the, the incline. Yeah. But they did a fantastic job. It is the match of the week. It is, there's no yeah. doubt about it. I mean, th- this is the match. If you get 10 minutes to yourself, 20 minutes, whatever, the Miz alone with the turtle, yeah. you know, with Riddle coming out the end, thought that was amazing. <laughs> and... It's just good shit overall. Like oh. I, they really did a great job. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. And, and it's, but and it's been that way for the last three weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, you're right. And so the rerun, the rerun formula you just you said was was perfect and spot on. But I'm curious how they're gonna continue after this because they have a tendency to get lazy. They have a tendency to be like, oh, we're, you know, everybody goes back to what they were doing before and after a pay per view, and so that's when I'm gonna be a little bit more egregious of it because you, you can't hype it up any like it, you got to a, a fever pitch. Yeah. If you bring it back now, then I'll be upset. Well, I think they did book this match as the the final, the final time, the final match. And you know, I mean, WWE is pretty good about sticking to that. If you, you know, if it's once in a lifetime. It's once in a lifetime. If it's the <laughs> final match, it's the final. If you're yeah. re, if you retire, you can never come back. You can't come back. No. You're done. No. So you know, like I definitely get that. Speaking of Matt Riddle, uh, his favorite Western movie is Toy Story Two, which I thought was fucking. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's because he's got two kids. No, yeah, I, and he's like uh, talking about the snake in his boot, but because it reminded him of Randy, who was the snake <laughs> in his heart. And I was yeah. just that guy just kills it, and I love the fact that again they threw Nikki Ash with yeah. him to kind of the riddle rub. Give yeah, her, yeah, give her a little, give her a little bit of riddle rub. It's fantastic. I couldn't. I, I was sitting oh, there. He man. was in so many different segments about like the ricochet thing. He was doing. Yep. The, then he did the turtle thing, and all I could think about was he didn't even fucking wrestle, and he still made a big impact. <laughs> like he didn't do any. He literally didn't do anything, which makes me think that they're either playing that foot injury very well yeah. or there may be actually an injury and yeah. the, i harp back to what i said last week on this program i want randy to substitute for him and i want randy to win because that's what i would love to see that yeah. whole storyline play out because that would ride the rest of raw for so much of probably the rest of the year yeah well it just goes to show you again the type of the the type of guys the the, the type of performer somebody like him is because again look at a guy like him and obviously the miz these are two guys they were in they were on raw last night they had very memorable spots. They were, and they've been part of the show. Miz has been part of the show ever since his injury, mm-hmm. and he's been a major part of the show, and he's been great. And he hasn't had a single match. No, he's, he literally is sitting in a chair the whole time. You know, like yeah. just oh, it's just fantastic. There I mean. are some guys that just get it, and they, they do a great job. Some women that get it too. They just they know how to make the best, and they maximize those minutes. Um, let me see. Is there anything else that you would like to talk well, about? Well, speaking that's... of women, I was gonna I, I was gonna see real quick what you thought about that women's fatal four way. So here's here's the thing. 
and the people, now Alexa seems like she's going with with Eva, Dewdrop Eva, and Eva, so Eva. that that portion of it I'm very intrigued by. I yeah. I, I think that having I thought Bliss was going to be the front runner for Money in the Bank, but I don't know. We can discuss it in our. See, here's the thing. This is the first time I've gotten you in my crosshair, so I might be able to pick second to you sometimes, which has never happened oh. ever in predictions. Because normally I give them out and then you type them in later after listening to the podcast. So this could be first, you know, level ground. Okay. Uh, but no, but for me, I, I was I was sitting there thinking, okay, Alexa Bliss would be perfect, perfect for it. But now because of what they did in that in that Fatal Four Way. I'm more excited to see Dewdrop and the Alexa kind of triangle kind of thing. Maybe she does win, and maybe it's, you know, Eva wins it because Drew Dewdrop, you know, beats her. Maybe that's a whole thing. That's cool. But the Fatal Four Away for me was hard because I feel like Naomi's just going through the motions. Yeah. Asuka already has won, and they've kind of just mistreated Asuka to a point of, like, I don't know if I care. And then, you know, Nikki Ash, you can enjoy and you can say different things. She's trying something new. I can appreciate that. But it was just like, it, it felt like the tale of two matches for me. Like it was like. Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah. And it was just like commercial break was like literally a schism. It was just like, that's it. Like, yep. and Nikki Ash had to win because, you know, she's Nikki Ash. And I get that. But I, I think fatal four ways are incredibly hard to do unless you're going to let everybody just go crazy. And yeah. I didn't feel that that feeling of crazy. It felt very protected, very just through the motions almost. How did you feel about it? You loved it? I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Yeah, and I do think you were right. It was basically two different matches. It was a fatal four-way, and then midway through, it turned into a triple threat because right. Alexa Bliss disappeared. So, yeah, but, I mean, you were you were right as far as that was concerned. So, but how do you? But my question is: so now this is where we're probably going to differ. But so you loved it. I clearly didn't enjoy most of it. So why did you love it? Is my question. Like when you see a fatal four-way, you're not like that's close to six-man tag, eight-man tag kind of territory to you. No, not really, because with a fatal four-way, obviously you got. It's just constant action all the time. Whereas a six man tag, you got half of the people just standing around side of the ring doing nothing. So, I mean, to me, and again, like, I'm not saying like a fatal four way is my favorite match. I and mean, again, it obviously wasn't my favorite match of the week. I no, put many you. matches above sure. it. But I mean, overall, I thought it was a very enjoyable and serviceable match in regards to the fact that you were able to, you know, again, you, you got Alexa out of there. So you protected her. So she didn't have to, you know, eat the loss or even get the win. Cause again, the fear is, Hey, if you win on raw, that means you're not going to win. You win yeah, on Monday. They, you're not going to win on Sunday. Sorry, Nikki. Yeah. But, <laughs> Who knows? Who know? knows? Right. But, they might pull that, that out of the way. So, I mean, I thought it was a really good job of like kind of telling that story of getting Alexa out of there, getting her over to the even Marie stuff and the do drop, do drop stuff, getting her out of the match. And then from there, it turning into a triple threat. It is unfortunate that, yeah, like the whole thing with Naomi, cause again, I've, I've been a Naomi fan for, for years now. I would have loved to seen her, you know, do more. Um, I just think that it's been tough because they've been, again, even with her, they've been kind of, I don't know, jerking her around for lack of a better word. She's in a tag team, but then her tag team partner gets released and then she's not in a tag team. And it's just like, she's a single, then she comes back and then she's gone. And is she injured or is she not? Like nobody knows, you know, she's just been in this like weird spot for so long now, which is weird because I do think that fans love her. I honestly think that when she comes back, if we want to go back to predict the pop, I think she's going to have, I think when she comes out, she's going to get a good pop. I can't, I cannot disagree more with you. You don't think Naomi's going to get a big pop? No, when she comes I don't. Back? I don't. I, I think the issue is, is if I had to guess and I don't, I know literally nothing. I think that because of what's going on with the DUI stuff, like I think that is a professionally and emotionally really fucking with her. And then I hope I'm wrong, but like Dom said it like a couple weeks ago, she, but Lana, her tag team partner got whoop, yanked. And then this is happening. All I could feel about in my head was like, this woman's probably thinking to herself, Jesus Christ, I got to go perform for 10 minutes and I got to go deal with a bunch of personal shit. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's that she just is going through the motions. I have no idea. I literally hope she's okay. I hope that she does go back to the form that she is. But it's visible. It is absolutely visible when she's like doing her entrance. It's just kind of like, 
But I think that's why fans are going to cheer for her. I think people generally like her, and they I think that they generally they want to build her up. There was so much. There was like a whole. There was a social media thing I remember like years ago about trying to like giving Naomi a chance and everything else. Like leading up to her title. I mean, her title run I thought got cut way way short. You know, a couple years ago when she had it. Her when she came out at WrestleMania, she got she got a she got a really good pop from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like overall, a lot of the, what I see online, a lot of stuff that I see through Twitter, it's all positive for her. It's all people genuinely enjoying her and wanting her to do better and wanting to try and build her up. So that's why I feel like when she comes out in front of a live crowd, people are going to cheer for her because that's what because they want her. They want to build her back up. They want her to do better. You know, whether it's again, whether she's struggling personally, professionally or whatever, I personally think that fans are going to want to try and try and raise her up and and to try and get her back to where you're saying, you know. And maybe she, they give her the Josh Groban, you know, raise me up. But I, I, I don't necessarily believe that that's going to be the case because, again, and JC always says this to me, and I get it. She has a hardcore group of fans, and I understand that. And the, I, this is the part that kind of pisses me off a little bit is, like, you can cheer for who you want to cheer for, but there are certain people that, like, they just, they're only going to go so far no matter how much, how loud you get. They just, it does not matter. Like, people can be like, Oh my God, this person is the most over person in the world. And then you, you, you know, you get there and you're like, but see, that person only goes so far with your help. So like when I watch it, I go, yeah, they could cheer her. They could uplift her. They could put her back into another gear, but she's still missing certain things that I believe that gets her to the next level. And then the, the crowd participation is a great portion of what keeps her where she is and probably will elevate her. But there are certain things that she's missing that she does that I don't think can get her to the next level just yet. You're referring to like in ring work, or you're talking? I'm like talking promo, about in ring like work in general. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, promos, yeah. promos are fine. I think she doesn't she doesn't move the needle with promos, but she doesn't she doesn't botch them. Yeah. But she's she's never had a memorable a memorable promo for, in my opinion that I can I, that I can call upon in my my memory bank. No, I don't think so either. But I think a big part of that is just not being given the opportunity to to have that. I mean, she's. I mean, even I, when she, even while she's a, even since she's been back at, I mean, what basically she came back at like what was it like WrestleMania because she had been out like for that, a yeah. while before that, and even since then has she even had a single promo? She's, I think she probably she's done that. She did a couple of things with Nikki Ash where it was like the last was it last week or two weeks ago where there was just like oh we're all friends until it's Money in the Bank and I was just like oh, okay well, yeah. whatever. But like she, I mean, she, again that might not be her. That may be what they've been given to right, be exactly. said, and that that I can't hold that against her. But I think that the problem is for me specifically, and I hold a lot of people in this regard. She has a following. Clearly, she's going to be there. She's part of the Uso kind of family tree. She's going yeah. to be fine. You know, that helps. But for me, I look at it as, and it's not just, it's the men and the women. It's a, it looks like a dance rehearsal to me or a dance step thing. It doesn't look like a physical combative matchup when she's ever in the ring. She's got great moves. Oh, it's entertainment. She, I, I know that. Just I'm just saying. saying, I'm just saying that she's never going to get to that next step in my opinion. She's just never going to get there because she she doesn't make it look like Sasha Banks makes it look like a fight. You take her seriously. I don't take Naomi as a serious threat ever. Why? She's too glow because because all the glowiness. No, it's not the glow. I'm just saying. She's she's too she's she. And this is the part that everybody says like that they they understand or they don't understand. I guess, but you need to have that 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 gear shift into aggression. I have never seen her aggressive in my life ever. Ever. She does the same shtick every single time. There's one gear shift. She dances, and then she does all these cool moves. But she never does anything that makes me see any type of aggression. 
Yeah, but again, I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that she hasn't been given that the chance to do that. You I mean, can do that in the, former... between the ropes, though. You can absolutely do that between the ropes. You, you can. You, she just doesn't do it. That's the issue. She just doesn't do it. You can be aggressive. Liv Morgan is aggressive. She's a baby face, but she's she's a little spark. Like she she does it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And I want to see that person. I want to see that person succeed because it's like my friends tell me all the time. Some of my friends will be like, "Oh, hey, I'm doing the security guard bit," and then they'll be like, "Hey, you want to have a match in front of some people, and we'll take a look at you, and then they'll give you feedback. We're not going to sign you, but we, you know we want to do that because you're here." Yep. And some guys would come and tell me they'd say they would come back. I'm not exaggerating. But these two guys specifically, they had a match. They came back to me, and I the next the next time I saw them, they're like, "We're changing our gimmick." I'm like, what do you mean? He, I'm going to be more aggressive, be more serious. Why would you change the gimmick that you have? It's awesome. They're like, yeah, but nobody's going to take me seriously. Nobody's going to look at me. What do you mean no one's going to look at you? It was like, well, we had this match at WWE, and they, they, they explained this entire thing to me. And they were like, so now I'm going to be doing this. And I was like, wow, that's bland. But if that's what they're telling you to get in, they would basically, the, 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 what they told them was, you need to show aggression on this level. Because if you show aggression here and you're a good mechanic... You're more apt to go to the WWE or get a tryout, and then they will give you something that's worth an entertainment value. Yeah, but isn't that going against everything that you just said, though? Because Maybe. now you're saying if she changes her whole stick and becomes more aggressive, I mean, it sounds. I feel like then she's going to get more bland. She's going to be just like maybe like a Liv or a Sasha or anything else. Like that's right from a now, different like, level. That's a different level. Right, though. but I'm saying like right now what she's doing, she, I feel like she kind of stands out from the crowd. Her entrance, her look, um, you know, her style, it's definitely different. It's nobody, I don't think really anybody else is doing it in the WWE right now, you know, so like... To, to change that and to to flip it into something to be more aggressive or whatever else. Again, like, I don't necessarily, I don't know if that's necessary. Um, you know, yeah, there is more that she probably can be doing to, to, to get to that next level. But again, she can't do that if she's not given the chance to. She can't do that when they don't put her on TV for six, eight months out of the year. And again, I don't know if that's an injury-related thing or if sure. that's just a we-got-nothing-for-you kind of thing. Um, you know, it's tough to say. But I'm just saying, if she's not given the chance to do better, then how do you expect her to do better? That's fair. Honestly, that that is fair. I, will I mean, say look at much. Ember Moon. Ember right. Moon was basically doing the same thing. Sure. Then they sent her down to NXT and they teamed her with they Shotzi, teamed her with yeah. Shotzi and everything else. And now she, she was showing that aggression. Everything everything they were doing down there was great. Mm -hmm. Of course, then they called up Shotzi and teamed her with Knox. And <laughs> we'll get to that. I'm sure. I don't think there's anything else positive that you want to talk about. Do you? I want to talk about everything positive. Are you talking about? Oh, I got no, Jesus I got no heat. There's no we heat. Gotta go, we're gonna go into heat. We're Everything's before, great. I'm gonna go into the heat very quickly because you said it. Shotzi and Knox, unfortunately, did not have a good showing. It felt like it was it was. The Texas two-step, it was all over the goddamn place. And then, of course, it was almost like a panic move because of Bailey. It was like, shit, she's gone for nine months. We need other people. And then they, you know, shoved it out. And Shotzi's great. Tegan Knox is great. But I was so, I was so, it was like a head-scratch moment for me where I was just like, she just re-debuted. She came back on NXT and it was like, what are you doing to me? So that's honestly, if I, if you, if you're twisting my arm and, and making me have some heat, which I don't want because I'm supposed to be a positive guy around here. That's actually the part of this whole thing that upset me the most. And that was the fact that you had Shotzi and Ember down in NXT as a tag team. They were feuding. They were going after the tag team titles. Tegan Knox had literally just returned after weeks of a buildup. It was the, the, the battery charging thing. There was weeks of a buildup. Then she returns to start a program with Candice and these guys. And now you're just going to pull her and bring her up to the main run. Like you've completely kind of like messed up a lot of what was already being built down there. Mm -hmm. And you broke up this tag team. So now Ember's down in down in NXT with not I mean who I mean hopefully she'll she'll find something to do. Like hopefully they'll they'll do something with her. But it was just like what she had going on with Shotzi was fantastic. So like why not call up the two of them together as opposed to Shotzi with Knox? Again, like none of it really made any sense to me. 
And it was, and that was the part that upset me the most because these are all these are all women that I, I genuinely love. Like I I enjoy them. I I've been a Shotzi Blackheart fan since since day one since she debuted in NXT. Tegan Knox I've always loved. Ember Moon I've been a huge fan of when she was NXT when she got called up and everything in between. So these are women that I want to see succeed, and I don't feel like they're being put in a position to succeed. I feel like they were being put in a position of oh you look like you're having some success. Okay, we're gonna bring you here and we're gonna knock you down again. Sure. Now you're now you're back at the bottom. I mean, granted they beat the women's tag team champions, but that's Natty and Tamina. Who gives a shit about them? Hey, how dare you bring up the name Tamina without saying nice things oh about her? Oh my god. Speaking of horrible promos, what the fuck? Hey, you know what? And Mandy and Dana were in it too, but nobody says anything about that. That was terrible. Mandy and Dana in the heat, because JC's not here. Oops. Mandy's in the heat. Thank oh, you very no. much. Yes, oh, you did it. No, I didn't mean to. You put oh. Dana in the heat. No. JC is gonna disown both of us, but oh, I will say fuck. that that was a bad one. That was that was pretty bad. They were the only good part of that whole. No, thing. No, no, don't do it. Don't. That was it. They were the only no. good part you, of that. Listen, whole you're thing. already you digging the shovel. You, got, you better nah. keep going. Yeah, Natty and Tamita fumbling dig, over each other. No, and then no, they no, walk no, in no. And then there's Mandy. There's you know there's Mandy nope, just like nope. you know uplifting the nope. segment. Thankfully, no, nope. no, nope. I don't want to buy anything you just said. You 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 are down in the ditch with me. You have to stay here. Oh no. Yep. You cannot pass go. You do not collect two hundred dollars. You are down here in the heat with Nestle. It was fun being friends with JC for a little bit. Yeah, while. yeah. I, I will say there's probably be part of his heat next week that we're talking about this, but that's fine. How but, dare you, he'll say. That's fine. No, but it was it was bad. There was no miscommunication. There was like no communication at all miscommunication. It felt like for that tag match. I was it felt bad because again, it was piecemeal tag team, as you said. Yeah. Um it's it's tough because I don't know what the hell they're gonna do, but Well, exactly. So there. they so so Shotzi and Ooh. Knox won. And usually if you beat the champs, that means that you get a tag team title match, but also Mandy and Dana are looking. They've been that. That's been like a whole story for a while now about them getting a tag team title match. So like again, like this, the way that they did this, it really just kind of blew up a lot of stuff. And I know that there was like this big thing about like, well, once crowds return, like we're gonna do all kinds of awesome things. And it's like, okay, well that was fine, but you've known, you knew your crowd was gonna return for weeks now. You could have built up or figured this thing out as opposed to just like hot shotted it on the last night mm -hmm. and then called it a day. I totally agree with you, Ray. Ray. I, it's hard because that you know. It seemed like there was a panic move is what it was. It was definitely a panic move because of the Bailey issue. And, yeah. the, you know, she's she's going to be sorely missed. And I think that's the issue is, like, you talk, and I, this is probably not a fair statement, but I, I'll say it here. I think unless you are Rhea Ripley or the four horsewomen, they do not, they do not see you as a huge star right now. If the four of those horsewomen and, and Rhea Ripley, they look at specifically as we can't fuck with these four or five. Everything else is interchangeable. They can plug and play like, oh, this woman could get a champ, you know, a championship shot. That's great. But we don't see her as the person we put on trucks and programs and cups and everything. Like it's those five. That's that's how they look at it. At least that's the way I see it. Because when you look at it, it was like last night, it was like, yeah, sure, we'll we'll sacrifice the tag champs again. And it was just like Rhea Ripley could have fought anybody, anybody. That anybody that was even close. She could have thrown a muffin from catering and hit somebody <laughs> that wasn't Natalia. Who's in the damn Money in the Bank match? What randomly told by Sonya was just like, don't even get me started on that. But like, it just feels like there is an upper echelon, there's a high middle, and then there's just the rest of everybody else. Like, if you're stuck in the middle, that's great. You're always going to have a job, but you're never going to hit that ceiling or break through it, rather. And it's just those five women are just like seen as like not going anywhere, can't be anything but on television, and they can't rotate them out. Like, yeah. most of them are gone right now, but when they're back, it's going to make it. Like, this should have been the moment for everybody to be, you know, elevated. Yeah. 
No, that is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think with Becky being gone, obviously, Sasha um, taking taking a sabbatical. Charlotte was out for a little while. Yeah, there was absolutely the opportunity for other women to... And Alexa to, Bliss is up there, too, I guess. So if you want to add a six, I think that protected six, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. But every now and again, I feel like she still gets kind of lost in the shuffle from time to time. Sure. You know what I mean? And especially, I think, when you know everything happened with The Fiend and then him going out after WrestleMania, I, it seemed like they kind of... It took them a couple of weeks to figure out what to do with her without him being involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, now we don't have him, but we still have her, and we've already kind of done this whole thing, so we got to do something. I feel like it took like a few weeks for them to kind of figure out what to do with her. So, and it's no, I mean, you're right, it is tough. I mean, because you see Asuka, Asuka kind of floats in between being like this upper echelon person to just being the person to just eat pins left yep, and right. Exactly. Um, Liv Morgan. I mean, you. Liter- I could literally whoever's left in the roster anyway. Yeah. It seems like everybody takes pins. Everybody has these random things, but if you're Charlotte, you can't lose. If you're Rhea, you can only lose by DQ or countout. Sasha Banks probably only wrestles like six or seven times when she's asked to, but she could wrestle every night and she's the best at it. And it's just like, well, shit, we got to protect that because she's got that Disney money, yo. And then it's just like, Bailey has been like the hardcore MVP of the whole Thunderdome or just the whole pandemic in general in the women's division, at least I think so, just carrying that that torch. And then, of course, you can talk about the others. And Becky Lynch, when she comes back, will be a big deal. She was a big deal before. So it's just, it's hard because they look at it as such an investment in those four specific women. Yeah. And other women get opportunities, and they do, and they're considered relatively good. But I just, I think that they, they look at it from a caveat of, like, they will create new stars, but they are they are banking on those five or six. Well, that even goes back to my original point about Naomi before then. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you kind of proved my point for Sure, me. and you know what? You beat me in that argument, then. I will, I will totally agree with you on that, <laughs> because you're right. Naomi isn't in that upper, can be a champion. Because they won't let her. But they won't let her. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and you're right. I, I completely lost that argument. I have never said this on the, on the Jobberknocker ever. Oh. I have lost an argument to Ray Ray. All I had to do was pit you against yourself. That's true. And that's, <laughs> that's the goal is I, I beat myself. No, but no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it's hard because you want women's wrestling to be what it should be. And it is in certain aspects. Yeah. There's a lot longer we have to get to where we want it to be. Yeah. So it sucks. It sucks. Uh, very quickly, there was no Elias this week. Thank fucking Christ on oh. that one. Uh, but I will say very quickly in my heat that I wanted to bring up what it was. It, it was just it was in my head. And See, I I'm dropping too much positivity on you. Forgetting, yeah, you're I am forgetting um, about all the things you were mad about. That was my whole point. That was my goal for this. Was what, to, just, to not be so negative. Just to, oh, cause to, we didn't talk about this really. Bobby Lashley and Xavier Woods, and then like leaving and coming back, and then getting rid of the bitches and all that stuff at the end of the show. So for me, that's I thought, in your heat. No, no, no. So yes, there isn't a heat for a reason. Oh. Because I, 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 when before I saw the main event, all I could think about was if you get rid of MVP, motherfucker, I am, I am, I am gonna lose my mind. Because I thought, I literally thought he was gonna be like, no more women, no more MVP. I'm gonna fucking do this myself. And it's like Bobby Lashley without MVP does not work, in my opinion. Well, you're lucky then they didn't do it. Right. So you're here's fine. here's what I was really kind of pissed about was like they gave they gave good doubt. With the whole, like, oh, he lost to Xavier Woods then you know the week before, which makes me think, as we talked about the formula, he's probably going to win at Money in the Bank. Fair to say. Yeah. But the other thing, too, was just, like, they glossed. They talked about how great it was. It was, like, the biggest upset of all time on Raw. And then it was just, like, they went to the Kofi promo, and it was just, like, it's all about Kofi. Which I, and Dom had said on Twitter, like, oh, this might be the, the seeds and stuff. And I think Dom, much like me, looks for a reason for things to make sense. Yeah, he's, well, like we said at the top of the show, he's very smart. He's very, right. like, intricate. He he try, he, reads, he reads between the lines. Sure. He sees things that not everybody's going to see. Well, yeah, I mean, but the, for me, when I watched that segment, I went, you made such a big fucking deal out of it, and now it's back to business. You know what I mean? Like, I would have I would have just, I would have laid on the gas pedal the entire night and yeah. then just kept going because... Having them talk about Kofi right after it was just like, okay, it was a great match. Now what? Like, I yeah. felt like 
That's and that's what they do with Xavier Woods sometimes. Like he does these amazing things, and then because of what they did with that promo, now I don't care again. Like for me, I don't care that Xavier Woods beat Bobby Lashley. I did. I like it was awesome when it happened. That promo happened, and now I don't care again. Do they you, undid it. Do you feel like Bobby Lashley losing to Xavier Woods makes him look weak at all? No, uh, but that was part of the that was part of the point. I saw a lot of that on Twitter. Was everybody was mad about Bobby Lashley looking like taking this law? Like everybody want everybody thought that was supposed to be a squash match. They right. thought that Lashley should have beat Woods in like under a minute and everything else. And now here's the thing: I completely disagree with that. I love the fact that Xavier Woods got the win over Bobby Lashley because that builds your believability to the fact that Kofi could also beat. But even though he already has Kofi, could also beat Bobby Lashley. But a lot of people were mad about Bobby Lashley taking that loss because they feel like it made him look really weak. Now, on the flip side to that, over on SmackDown, going back to my original point, I think Roman kind of admitting to the fear stuff and, like, even the way that he kind of, like, backed off of Edge while Edge was, like, going after the Usos, I think the argument could be made that kind of made him look weak, which actually brings me to one of my original points that I want to bring up, which is one person we didn't talk about yet, which which is Sheamus. Mm -hmm. I feel like Sheamus is the strongest book champion in WWE right Oh, well, he's protected for sure. Absolutely for sure. He's just destroying guys. Yeah. So it's just interesting to see just, like, the way that they kind of build, you know, these different champions and everything else and just in the way that it looks. And, again, like, I'm fine with everything that they're doing, but it is interesting that their two world champions are kind of taking losses and kind of, like, running away from stuff. And grant, grant that they're heels, but guess what? So is Sheamus. Mm-hmm. And Sheamus is literally just killing people and not giving a fuck. Sure. So I mean, I, I love it, so it's fine. But for, for me, I think here's here's where, if you sold me on the Xavier Woods, Bobby Lashley thing, which I wasn't necessarily disenchanted with, I was just saying that promo specifically made me kind of angry because I felt like they, dis, they just didn't do him a good service in that promo. But again, I'm probably going a little too far. I will sell you on the Roman Reigns Edge thing. I can't believe I'm doing this because Edge. But So when I saw the fear thing, it made me go, yeah, I admit that there was a bit of a fear, but then he shrugged it off by being like, but I do what I do. Like, I, I, you know, like, what does pressure make? Diamonds. Like, he just kind of, like, he made me feel like I was, it made me feel like I was watching a press conference from a guy that won the Super Bowl or, like, won a really amazing game all by himself and was just like, yeah, motherfucker, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking win because that's what I do. I stacked him, you know, I tapped him, whatever he says. I forget. We made I a, love that, bro. Yeah, we made, we made a, a shirt. shirt out of it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, so he took a negative and spun it into a positive, which was what, the way I took it. And then I was like, okay. So for me, I agreed that, like, your, your point is made with the whole, like, making him look a little bit weak. But at the same time, he made it feel like, okay, Edge is a real credible threat. Now, he's he's done a good job making all the people that he's fought credible threats, which oh, is cool. amazing. But I think they have to treat Edge with kid gloves because they think, not of as a relic so much, but more of a, like, we have, like Dom said last week, they see him as, like, this big... You know, not he's not an Austin, not a rock, but he's in that vein, and that's the way they pertain to see him that way. So they treat him with that and that kid glove mentality. So Roman giving him that little bit, like, yeah, I had a little fear. You know, like, that made him see, like, oh, shit, he's going to get to Roman Reigns. Because you think about it, how many ways can you skin a cat, right? Like, how many times can he come out and say the same goddamn thing every once in a while? So he said it. It's different. It makes you be like, oh, the man that can't do half of his moveset now drops elbows instead of doing spears off the top rope. Right. You know, like, he's credible. You know, so, like... I was willing to forgive that. I think that Xavier Woods is in a different portion of his career that you can't aff- like you gave him like that was a signature win. That was a signature win. I will I will remember that that he won, but I'll also be really pissed because that promo made me feel like yeah. So we're going to talk about Kofi now. Good job little man. And he like he like Dom said he did swallow his pride and like became part of the new day again. But all I could think about was like maybe Dom's right. Maybe Big E wins and cashes in. 
you know, like makes a big fucking deal on Kofi. And then like, that's a real big fucking deal. But that I don't know. Be, yeah, that would that would be wild if they did. I don't think that's what they're going to do. No, OK. It'd be wild. OK, I think I've got enough heat out. We should probably get hopeful. Okay. We should restart this. Would you like to go first or would you like me to get hopeful? I'll let you go ahead. Okay, so I have a hope uh, via JC because he wanted me to bring this up because he said I needed to do this to him because he's not on the program and he misses it. So Money in the Bank is this Sunday, and there are, I think, seven out of eight women specifically that have been put in and randomly assigned, it seems, and it's odd to me. It's really odd because I just don't know specifics of what's going to happen. Now, there's an eighth spot here that they have not named. Could it be somebody that's coming back, or could it be what JC thinks may happen? JC believes... And I kind of believe this as well, is that Sonia Deville will name herself as the eighth competitor, put herself in the Money in the Bank, and win, and hold on to that briefcase for a very, very long time. Because that way, we're out of this whole, as Danny Grimwood would tell us, this terrible authority figure, don't believe her for a second gimmick that she's doing, put her back where she belongs, where she was almost... She wasn't Becky Lynch when, before this whole thing happened, but she was getting some momentum where she was hitting things on Twitter. She was saying things in her promo where I was like, she's better than Mandy. She's better than most of the roster. She's probably decent enough to get a shot at a championship. And then it just like that unfortunate thing happened. Now she's back, but she's just, she's doing what she can, but she, she's just not believable. She's an ass kicker and I want to see her do it. So JC said, Hey, this is a great hope. I want it to happen. I'm like, you know what? I agree with you, JC. So that's our hope that Sonya Deville names herself in the Money in the Bank. I don't think he added the whole winning I did. But <laughs> I think that would be kind of a cool aspect because there's there's a lot of opportunity here for her. And she needs to get back in the ring because I think that's where she shines the best. Yeah, that's all. I actually, there was a there was a split second during her, her promo on SmackDown when she brought out Carmella and then the whole like Liv Morgan thing and everything else. There was actually a split second during that promo. I thought that that's what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to name her. She was, she was going to say, you know, blah, 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 you know. Carmella is going to face, um, you know, Becky, and then Liv came out. I actually thought that she was going to, she was going to put herself in at that point, but well, maybe. unfortunately, yeah, she put she, Liv just. You know, what, you know that you just said that you sparked something in, then I'm going to have to change my predictions, but that's fine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I talk it. myself into losing all the time. Uh, oh, well, boy. my hope is, uh, it's I don't know. I, I guess it's pretty simple. Um, it's been it's been a hell of a year plus that we've had. We did you know shows in the PC and then the Thunderdome. So we've been in the, I guess, I don't know, I think they call it the pandemic era for a while, then it's the Thunderdome era, and it's officially over. And my hope is that we never see the Thunderdome ever again. Uh, we obviously went through a lot, a lot over the last year, the pandemic and everything else. Uh, it was tough, but we powered through and we did what we could. And the Thunderdome was great. I thought it served a, a, a wonderful purpose. It was a lot better than the stuff in the PC. Um, especially before they started letting the wrestlers be in the crowd at the PC and there was just nothing and it was just really quiet. Um, those are really tough, you know, tough shows and tough matches to watch. Obviously WrestleMania in 2020 was really difficult to watch, uh, without a crowd. Um, so yeah, uh, my, my hope is that we just never see that Thunderdome ever again, because if we're back in the Thunderdome, that means something bad has happened again. And I'm just not here for that. So, uh, yeah, let's hope that we're all done, all done with the Thunderdome. I think we will be in some form or fashion. I think, I, here's where I would like to add to your hope, which was I would like wrestling to look less like a stereotypical set every week. And let's see some on locations every once in a while. What a, like well, w- they announced they're going to be at that music festival. Sure. And that's cool. Smackdown I, that but music but I love I love that idea. Right. Yeah. But, like do more of that. Like, absolutely. You bring back hog wild. Yes. <laughs> was it terrible for probably profit? Absolutely. Was bash at the beach on a beach? Yes, it was for one time. Yeah. But like. 
you remember those things Absolutely. and you're just like this the, could be dog shit but sure it's it's memorable and it's different and it, like the last nitro was like a weird kind of setup yeah it was too. a panama city yeah was, yeah yeah, yeah right on the like, beach yeah then they have like almost like a moat around like the, yeah. the ring practice yeah but here's the thing though like and I, I tell this to the to my buddy Todd all the time. I'm like, we got to find ways to make wrestling look like a fucking party. Because that's what Eric Bischoff says all the time. He's like, in order for wrestling to be successful, you need to feel like you're missing out on something. And when I watch every week in a stadium, that's great and everything. But I don't feel like I'm missing out on things. So much that, and I'm spoiled, so I'll say this much. I've gone to a lot of Raws. I've gone to a lot of SmackDowns. I've gone to the Big Four. I've, I've done everything I need to do in terms of like ch mental checklist. You know, because I'm a wrestling fan and I want to be to these things. But when I'm like looking at something and going... Oh fuck! I want to be there for that. Like I haven't done that in years. I haven't. I haven't gone like Money in the Bank in Chicago, 2011. Sounded cool. ECW One Night Stand when, when RBD cash in. Like that's fucking cool. That was a that was a a moment in time that I wish I could drop in on. But other than that, I I feel like the pandemic era has made me feel like you got to come out of this and make this feel like a fucking party now. Because that's what people want to do. They want to throw parties. They want to have cookouts. They want to see their friends again. They want to be part of whatever it is then you got to celebrate this thing. you got to celebrate it in different ways that doesn't feel so fucking rehearsed, so produced, so off-the-wall normal every single time. Like, when I see it, I'm like, I can see there's a commercial break here. I can see that somebody's going to win here. I know this promo's going to be interrupted here. There's going to be a long promo here. Like, change it every once in a while. Make it feel like it's raw. Make it feel like it's SmackDown. You know, make it feel... But it's at a fucking party. So when I when, when that concert happens, I hope that's a fucking awesome night. I really do because I want it to feel like a party. I yeah, do. I completely agree. I'm I'm really curious to see. You know, supposedly the rumor is, which which I I mean I, I assume is true, which is they're going to be new sets. Yeah. So Raw's hopefully going to have a different set. Hopefully they're going to get rid of the skate ramp, which I thought was kind of lame. The SmackDown set I thought was always looked kind of cool anyway. So I mean I don't know how much they're going to necessarily change that, but whatever they decide to do, you know, again, hopefully there's going to be new and exciting sets. Things are going to look different. Things are going to feel different. Um, you got SummerSlam coming up in Vegas, which I think should be fun. That's going to be a big stadium show and it's going to be full capacity as opposed to WrestleMania, which was limited capacity. So I think, I think SummerSlam is going to give you more of that WrestleMania feel than what WrestleMania, even though WrestleMania was fine and their set was fucking amazing the giant pirate ship that they had and blowing cannons off and the sails which got all torn up in the in the in the horrible weather that they had down there like it was completely insane but i think you're going to start to see some of that stuff and yeah i hopefully if, i'm hoping that the music festival thing is a is, is a is a um is a success so they can start doing more of that they can start looking for more of those opportunities to do those kinds of things here's hoping that's yeah. why we call it a hope all right so our comeback this week i'm gonna go first with my comeback i'm gonna give my comeback to three people this week that's aggressive. That is aggressive. <laughs> I I'm aggressive right now. Um, I'm coming out of the box real hot. I'm you gonna give have to do that. Three I'm a, people. I, I can do whatever the f I want. I'm gonna I'm give my comeback to eight people then. Fuck yeah, you. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see your three and give you eight. No, but look, I will give it to one specific individual who made two other individuals perk my interest. First off, I'm giving it to Sheamus because I was excited to see Sheamus back. So that's my technical comeback. But I will say he beat up Shimmy, 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 yeah, and did it what he could and lost in a boot in three seconds, and that's okay, jobber alert style. But he did it with pizzazz. But the more thing that got me more excited and more very aggressive is that Priest versus Sheamus has me frothing at the mouth. I'm excited for that. Two big studs. I didn't know what they were going to do with Priest. He kind of fell off the face of the earth with the whole bad bunny thing. I think he may have been injured. Did a great job with Miss Morrison as best he could. But I think Sheamus can make him a star. I think Sheamus is good enough to make this guy. I really do. I'm I'm not going to say I'm a Priest guy because I'm not. I'm more of a Sheamus guy. But I went to my... When I saw them stare off, I went, Oh, Daddy likes... 
I agree. I think so, that, yeah, so three people get my comeback, Ray uh, Ray. Okay. I can make the rules. I hit the button. It's your podcast. You can, I'll, give, I'll give you carte blanche. If you want to give four people, you can do it. I don't need to give them to four, eight, 12, uh, 69 people. I got one person that's getting my comeback this week, and it is our friend across the pond, little man Leo, had his wrestling <laughs> <Yes>. debut. <laughs> Out in England, uh, he's in a battle royal from what I heard. Yes. Uh, I believe the picture I saw, he delivered a vicious spear to somebody who I'm pretty sure was like four times his size. Absolute monster. And Leo took him down with a massive spear. I think he was like the kid from uh, the Benchwarmers where he just had his I am 12 written in crayon on a <laughs> on a napkin. Is probably who this kid was. Kid was probably like 40 years old. But Leo took him down. So congratulations, Leo, on your big debut. Good for you, pal. Looking for big things in the future from this kid. He will be the official Jabberknocker wrestler because when he becomes a big deal, we're going to be like, we knew him when he was 10 years old, just oh, yeah. suplexing people. Yeah, we're la- latching onto those coattails and riding them straight yeah, to Danny, the moon. Danny's a proud <laughs> papa for sure. <laughs> so we love the we love the Grinwoods on this show. So that's why we gave him the comeback. But now it is time to get the big old finish. We got a lot to talk about. We got Money in the Ooh. Bank. And we got AEW supposedly and, uh, and NXT. I'm going to go with NXT very quickly because there's only a couple things here that I want to talk about. And I'm curious how you feel because you're, you're a WWE guy, not so much an AEW guy. Bit of a hunk. You are. You're, you're a bit <laughs> of a clown. So very, very much, very, very quickly, NXT champion Karrion Cross to battle Jerry, uh, Jerry, Johnny Gargano with Samoa Joe as a special guest referee. So how do you feel about that one? Oh, I'm excited. That's going to be great. Gargano's, Gar- I mean, Gargano's Gargano, obviously. He can carry anybody through a great match. And Cross, everybody ha- everybody been hating on Cross, I feel like, for, for, for a few months now, at least. And I can't seem to figure out why. I think the guy's been doing great. But so here's my question. is it, it, it it's, it's a title showdown. It feels like Johnny's got a lot of, like, he's got a lot of uh, momentum, I guess is the best way to say it. But he feels like the way has been doing so well. And Cross has been kind of like, eh. So it mean, does. Eh, he's been. He's literally. He defeated oh, the Mount Rushmore Christ. of NXT. Oh my god! A couple of he weeks beat ago. four little guys. Yeah. Well, now he's going one on one with one of these little guys, and you're trying to tell me that Johnny Gargano's got momentum and he's going to win? Maybe. You literally just you flip flopped on that. What are you no, talking about? No, I did about? not flip flop. I'm telling you. He beat you. Johnny Gargano plus two other people, and now you're sitting here trying to tell me, well, Johnny Gargano's got the momentum, and it's a title showdown, and the I'm way's looking to, pretty good. I'm trying good. to preview it. I'm not trying to say that I'm going to pick Johnny Gargano. Shit. I mean, it sounded like I didn't know you were such a big Gargano guy. I'm not. That That's happen? what TJ's for. TJ loves Johnny Gargano. What oh. I'm trying to tell you is, it looks like they're trying to make him a star again, which is great because Karrion Cross, in my opinion, has kind of fallen flat. I think he's falling completely flat. He like, and to me, NXT is the land of the indies, the land of the shorter people that do fucking awesome things. They're not the guys that are going to be the fucking all entertainment value kind of WWE. Like they're they're where they're supposed to be. They know how to wrestle. They can entertain. They can do a bunch of stuff. But they're, most of those gimmicks don't get to the next level because they just they're they're better where they are, in my opinion. Karrion Cross is better on the main roster. Not better, but he he's cut for the main roster. Johnny Gargano is NXT. He's the best worker, and I hate to say this, but he's like one of the best workers I've seen because he's like, he's just puts people in pretzel knots. You know, it's great. Yeah. Not many people are going to care about that on the main roster. NXT is, ex- is specifically the four guys he beat, yeah. they're going to be in NXT forever. Forever. Because they, that's, where they, that's where they belong. Karrion yeah. Cross is like, it just, one of these oh. things does not look like the other. Like, he, he does not belong there. Well, bottom line is Johnny Gargano's not winning that belt. So you don't think so? If that's what you're wondering, you no. don't think so? No, I think Karrion Cross is going to continue his dom is going to continue his dominance in the NXT. I think he's going to hold that belt for a little while. I think he might. I could see him maybe. What are we in August right now? SummerSlam. 
maybe by the end of the year, I could see Cross dropping the belt and maybe moving on to the main roster. But no, I think I think that they want to establish Karrion Cross because again, he he beat those guys in in a fatal four way. Now he's going to beat Gargano. He beat Finn Balor. Like he's 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 taking out the upper echelon of NXT, and I think he's going to continue to do that until you know maybe a little bit later this year. He's going to be. He's not no Johnny Gargano's not beating Karrion Cross for that belt on a on a random episode of NXT. If Johnny Gargano wins, you're so sure. You're so sure. I would like you to shave your head if you think Johnny Gargano wins. And if Gargano wins, I have to shave my head. Oh yeah, and make a video of it. All right, fine. How 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 sure do you feel? I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm rooting for Johnny Gargano, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I love the fact that I've talked you into rooting for Gar- Johnny Gargano. TJ's probably sitting there going, "This is fucking awesome." I can't believe how many times I've just completely flipped you around so far. I've I've I've, I've I made you lose an argument to yourself. That's true. Now I've got you backing Johnny Gargano. Oh yeah, this is bizarre. I'm world. just saying, we've this is the first time I've been on this podcast, no, and I have is... I have completely changed everything that you know about yourself and about wrestling. You are I'm a completely different person. When I hit when I stop hitting record, I'm going to question my life after this one for sure. <laughs> uh, very quickly, uh, there is a breakout tournament happening in NXT, which I have to point out my boy Carmelo Hayes because I want that motherfucker to win everything. He's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is, I believe, let me see, I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize. Uh, Ekman Gyro, and then Duke Hudson, which is Vink. They named the Vink oh, yeah, something else. Yeah, your boy. Yeah, yeah so, I saw uh, that. I think uh, Gyro's probably going to win because okay. he's awesome, but I want the Vink to go all the way, yeah. obviously, from the jobber status that he was in the pandemic. I think either way, it's going to be fine. Anytime NXT or anything, anytime WWE does one of those tournaments, I mean, think about Cruiserweight Classic, May Young Classic, this tournament, the uh, the Worlds Collide, I think, uh, yeah. tournament thing that they did. Every time they do a tournament, it's always amazing. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason this isn't going to be just as good. Plus, yeah. these are all young grads. Again, they're super hungry. So yeah, they're going to show up and show out. And, and finally, Saray uh, accepts a challenge from uh, Gigi Dolan. Excuse me. So that was... Uh, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, so they make a big deal about Saray because she's a big deal, obviously. But... Uh, I feel like she's she hasn't made the WWE transformation yet. Like I feel like they're gonna do the Ao Shirai treatment where when yep. she gets her new kind of feeling, then she's gonna be yep. you know gangbusters. But she is spectacular. There's no doubt about it. So I think this is just a a way to present her in a way that makes her look good. But Tony Storm supposedly has a feud with her. But Tony Storm's debuting on Raw or SmackDown, whatever the fuck it is. So who the Not hell anymore. knows? Anymore. Yep. Exactly. Who just the hell? Fucking more knows? NXT people being called up in the middle of feuds for. No, no reason. reason no anymore. reason and nothing matters anymore, folks. Nothing really matters at all. Right. All right. All right no, we go- what is going on on AEW? AEW, I- very quickly. Uh, very freaking I don't quickly. Really care that much. I don't know why. It's it, So you don't like AEW in general, folks. So I have to put that out there. He does not like AEW for many reasons. So this is going to go terribly. I watch it. I just I don't get all boned up about it like everybody else. Jesus you know what Christ. I mean? like, I'm trying to find like, it, like, honestly. Let's all calm down. Like, AEW does some of the same stupid shit that WWE does, and everybody thinks it's fucking fantastic. It's like, no, 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 it's the same thing. To, and granted, when it's in WWE, I like it. So I'm just like, but don't don't sit there and tell me that it's anything different. So there's a coffin match with, uh, you know, Ethan Page and, and Darby Allen. Does that pique your interest? Oh, that could be fun, yeah. I was a big Ethan Page guy when he was in Impact. So, yeah, I've been – honestly, he's one of the reasons I would like to tune into AEW a little bit more than I do, but I just don't. Oh. It's only so many hours in the day. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've looked and like their tweets are throwing me off because usually they have like a presentation of everything, and I am not seeing a lot. I'm seeing like Hangman Page and and, and Kenny Omega might talk again, which is fine. Well, it's but, tough with AEW because they tweet stuff out and you're like, oh man, that match looks awesome. I can't wait to see it. And they're just like, oh no, I see it's on AEW Dark. And it's actually, oh no, this is on Dynamite Plus or like fucking whatever the random shows. They got all these other shows that are on like YouTube and stuff like that. And everybody tries to sit there and tell you like, oh yeah, they're just as important as Dynamite is on TNT. And it's like, no. No, they're not. If it's on YouTube, it's clearly not as important as it would be if it was on cable television. That's like telling me that the things that happen on main event are just as important as the thing that happened on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Granted, they're they're great. Don't get me wrong. 
Ricochet and and uh, Mustafa Ali was having were having bangers of matches and putting out great promos that were online. And it was on main event, but it was still on main event, so it's not as big of a deal, you know. So like they have thirty seven women's matches that they put up on their YouTube channel, and then they have one on Dynamite. And you expect me to tell you that AEW cares about women's wrestling? Weesh. Yikes! They've gotten better. I'll give them. I'll give them that. They, so have got, to, they have gotten better. So here's the key right now. We have to talk AEW. To make you negative, and you get to talk to me about the rest of the program, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll fix. No, no, no! Do not let me spiral down into this negativity. No. I am here to be positive. All right, so we'll, we'll, there's other things, but like there's Fighter Fest, there's there's Matt Hardy versus Christian, which I couldn't care less about. I just there's so many other things. That yeah, happened. that was fun back in like 2000. Right, I feel like there's a lot going on here. There's a Fighter Fest. I, I think it's going to be uh, your boy, you know, Moxley versus uh, your boy, the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, which is oh, a whole yeah, thing. But yeah. you know, to me, that's. That's rough, too. I used to be a Carl Anderson guy. But anyway. For the most part, I'm going to tune into AEW again. Like, Ethan Page, I was a big fan of. Uh, Britt Baker is one of the best things. Thunder Rosa, love. Big fan of that. I would, I'll watch her. I, I'll tune into AEW if I know she's on. Because her match, I mean, crazy. That match that she had with Britt Baker was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, the uh, the um, you know, the, the, the Jericho stuff's okay. The Pinnacles, you know, great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they're they're all well and good, but. Not for you. Eh, no, that's what it is. All right, so let's get into the big part of this program. We're way over, so we got to get hustle. What is this, through. like a two-hour podcast? Yeah, I'm trying to get you out of here. Sorry I'm about sorry. that. Nah, it's fine. Hey, whatever. I just hope people stick around and listen to the whole thing. All right, so we're getting into the big part of uh, Money in the Bank here. We've got one, two, three, four, five matches. Sorry, six matches. Good we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. I say bottom, but this is the way that they have it, so it's not the bottom. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos with the championships for the Raw Tag Team Championships, taking on the Viking Raiders, which I thought was supposed to be on Monday, and now has moved to Money in the Bank. It's a whole confusion. Who you got, Ray Ray? I'll take AJ and Omos. AJ and Omos. All right. Uh, for me, I'm also going to take AJ and Omos because I just feel like they haven't had a successful title defense that I've cared about. So they feel like they're pretty neutral at this point and need a win. So I agree. Uh, your boy, <laughs> the tribal chief defending, reigning defending, uh, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief taking on Edge uh, for the Universal Championship. And... Uh, is there chicanery? You never know. But uh, who do you think? Is it Roman Reigns, or does Edge make you doubt that much that he's got a little bit left in him? The only way Edge is winning this thing is if Seth comes down and interferes and causes a DQ. And cause, but there's no Roman's. There's no way Roman's winning this thing. Roman is winning. That's yeah. what the Ray Ray says. So I, I here's 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 where I'm going to talk myself into a loss, maybe potentially. <laughs> I think that they'd never want to give Edge the championship ever again for a long run. This would be one of those things where we gave you the championship for a second, and you got cashed in on immediately. You know what I mean? Like, now you got your fucking, you got your fucking thing. You fucking won, whatever. Well, now I'm now I'm curious to see who you're gonna have, who you're gonna have when that men's money in the bank match is gonna cash in on Edge. Well, Seth Rollins is in it. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll get there. Well, first you gotta so, put down, first you gotta put down that Edge is gonna win. You gotta, you're gonna do that. No, 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 no. You're talking to me. You hold, 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 hold. <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to massage this on my head for a second. Yeah, you gotta massage away. But I'm just saying, this is what you just said. These are your words, not mine. You're trying to beat me, and I don't like it. I'm not trying to do anything. Fine, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go out. Fine, fine. I I think I'm I think I'm up by like two or three. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Edge. Oh, I'm I got go. your I got your head in a pretzel today. This is amazing. I can't do this. JC. I mean I, I I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna be able to just just totally mess with you. You live rent free was, in my head. You I live it was gonna rent be easy. free. You live rent free in my uh, head. Yeah, I know. But you just opened the door and let me walk right in. It's it's great. It didn't even take off your shoes. Uh, why would I? You're a terrible human being. I can't believe I just picked Edge. Anyway, I'll make it up somewhere else. Uh, Rhea Ripley takes on Charlotte Flair in a, a, a coin toss, in my opinion. <sighs> Fuck it, I'll go first. I'm gonna pick Charlotte. Oh, because I gotta, I could preserve my lead. Uh, you can't bet against Charlotte Flair, folks. 
You know what? I'm gonna give me Ripley. Yes, you're probably gonna end up winning anyway. Doesn't matter. Uh, I don't. F- I don't feel great about it, but. All right, so the, this one is interesting. Bobby Lashley and uh, Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. I'm picking Bobby Lashley because, well, well, does Kofi win? I mean, you said the Kofi, and then maybe Biggie wins the wins the. I feel like it's funny. All of all of the championship matches, and this is the this is the fun thing about Money in the Bank because it really gets you to think about every championship match from here on out. Yeah. Because you're like, well, maybe this person will win and then get cashed in on, or maybe this person will retain and then get cashed in on, depending on who's going to win. Sure. And as of right now, it's a little bit easier, at least when you know who has the briefcase, right. because you can say, well, clearly this person's not going to cash in on that person. But now we don't know who's going to have the briefcase. So you got to figure that whole thing out. I'm going to go with Bobby because I already went out of my way to pick edge. I need to at least preserve something. Yeah, here. Lashley's Lashley's retaining here. All right. So you both, we both agree Bobby Lashley wins this one. Okay. Now we get to the nitty-gritty. Now we get to the part that uh, I think this is uh, an open field, honestly. We're going to go with the women's match first. We Ugh. have the women's money in the bank. This one's hard. We have Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and TBD. I'm going to throw in my TBD right now, Sasha Banks. And that's why I'm nervous. And you think she's going to win it? Maybe. She hasn't won it. She's the boss. You can bank on it. She's Sasha Banks. She could be Banks. She can money in the banks. Yeah, this is really tough. Not having a having a mystery person on there just throws. Oh fuck! See, oh. I was gonna go with what what JC said in the hope, but then you talked, and that's what made me go shit. It's gonna be Sasha, and she might fucking win this thing. Yeah, well, because it's funny. Like you sit there and you listed everybody, and I'm just like, nah, they're probably not gonna win. They're probably like Oscar won last no. year. I don't like again. It sucks. I would love for Naomi to win, but I don't think she's gonna win. Obviously, Nikki Ash got the win on Monday, so she's not gonna win on that Money in the Bank. Like, <sighs> like there's nobody that's in that. So I do feel like it's whoever the TBD is. Yeah. It's not Selena. It's not Natalia. It's not Oscar. It's not no, Naomi. Natalia, yeah, Natalia can't win. She's tag no. team champ. It's either the TD, T I mean, Z- or it's it's Nikki Ash, or it's. Uh, I mean, Zelina Vega just came back. Alexa she might Bliss. have worked it into her contract. Alexa Bliss. Who knows? Yeah, but well, Bliss is doing the whole Eva Marie thing. But I what? Think. Here's here's what we do. Like we talked about. What if Eva Marie somehow gets that briefcase off of Alexa Bliss? See, oh I, my God! I could see it more along the lines of like Eva Marie's going to cost. A, like I could see Alexa maybe working her go like heading up to the and then. You know, Eva sends Dewdrop out to you know, you know, knock her down or something. But you what if you I mean? if you have magic, you should win that match. Just like they said, like Riddle, you have flying powers, go do it. No, it makes that you're no, you're wrong. You're not wrong there, but I mean, I guess it just depends on the extent of your magic. Fuck, I have no idea who I'm gonna pick for this. Oh my god. I'm gonna go out on the limb, folks. I'll show you who is gonna win. I'm gonna say, I can't believe I'm doing this. I feel like Nikki Ash is gonna win this fucking thing. Shut up. I'm gonna pick oh. Nikki Ash. Oh, I respect that. All right, you know what? Then give me my girl Naomi. You're gonna go for Naomi. Give me my girl Naomi. All right, fine. Time to shine, Naomi. Let's go. <laughs> She has. So here's the other thing. Well, you might be correct. She's lost a lot of matches. And she money has. to bank people lose a lot of matches. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. It, 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 you can't call it. You can't call it. No. Well, again, what the TBD. And then they're, like, they're going to announce the TBD. It's going to be somebody that's clearly. If it's Sasha to. Banks and she wins, I'm going to be so angry I didn't call it. I'm going to be so fucking angry. <laughs> and it's technically not going to count because you didn't call it. So you can't be like, well, I called it, but you didn't. So Technically, I should talk myself into winning and ten, uh, instead of losing. Maybe you can do that when JC's here, but not when I'm around. <sighs> We got the fucking prediction police over here. Anyway, <laughs> finally, we get to the the uh, the last match on here. It is Ricochet versus John Morrison, a.k.a. No. Johnny Drip Drip. You no. splash holes. Riddle, McIntyre, no. Big E, Kevin no. Owens, Nakamura, the king, of course, of all WWE, and Seth freaking Rollins. I can't, <sighs> in my head, I mean, you can make a case for a lot of these people. I think yep. Ricochet and Morrison are out. Yep. The rest of them? Nakamura, I think, out. He's got the king thing going on. I don't think they're going to give him money in the bank as well. KO, I feel like's probably not. Okay, so you're down to Riddle, McIntyre, Big E, and Rollins, which are all viable. Those are your, yeah, I mean, those are your top four. 
I really think that McIntyre is going to fucking win. See, I don't, I don't think so. I think they're, I think they're, I think they're kind of knocking him down to to try and build him back up. Which leaves what Rollins, Rollins, Riddle, and uh, Big E, which are very, very, very viable. Come Give me on. Riddle. You're gonna go with Riddle? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a educated guess. I will say. I feel like I think the I think I think it would I think the the stuff between him and Orton with him having the briefcase I think I think could be really good I feel like that's so you love my 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 I feel uh, like that's your my story hope. well my, not, my, I, I was great that I booked it you can tell me that I'm great no because you said that Orton's going to replace Riddle in the match I think that this I think this happens after that eh, I think potato, Riddle potato. wins and then Monday night is when they start potato the, potato potato mm, potato nah, that's a little different you're essentially jumping on the WrestleMania bandwagon I'm going to pick Big E because I feel like this is his crowning achievement his crowning moment he doesn't have the IC championship to tie him up with anything he's got literally nobody to feud with you got to give him something to do he's been kind of sitting on a couch for Christ's sake give him something at least have the have him eat popcorn and have the briefcase on the couch on Smackdown something anything oh please. absolutely and so. his, his, he's got he's got good feet now because he had the foot bath last week exactly you know right. what I mean so he's going to have good good feet work good grip to be able to climb up the ladder hopefully a lot easier than and anymore. and we didn't even and say if the cash-in is going to happen either way this week. But I think that Big E could potentially cash in once Xavier yeah. Woods has been beaten, Kofi's get beaten, and then he's just like, he's beating up everybody? And then, you know, Big E goes, I'm cashing in and I'm beat up Bobby Lashley. Could happen. It's, it's, I'm it's, not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it could happen. It's possible. You're, you're, you're going with neither briefcase cashing in on the same night, right? I don't think so. Originally, I was thinking, no. I mean... I guess it's possible because again, it's you know crowds. You know, it's one of the first, but it's the it's not the first night. It's the second night second crowds night, are bad. Yeah. No, I think they're gonna hold. I think they're gonna hold that to really make try and make those a lot you know bigger moments. So no, I, I can't. No, no cashins. No cashins. Okay, I'm gonna say no cashins as well. I really mm-hmm. think it'd be good if Big E did it, but I don't. Maybe the, the next night on Raw. I think that I could say Big E and I could see Edge losing to Rollins if that's the case. But other yeah. than that, you know, you know, Rollins cashing in on Edge. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. We've talked about everything. I think. I hope so. I th- we've we've this is the longest one ever besides WrestleMania, so we gotta we gotta wrap it up. Anyway, <laughs> this right. what happens? All, years of build up, and this I know. is what you get. We just <laughs> blew our load all over the goddamn place. Uh, so th- for personally, I want to say thank you because it's nice to see you physically in person, but also thank you for you know matching wits and showing that you can beat me. Uh, that's nice. Uh, but we appreciate you, and thank you for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was fun. Awesome. So we'll be back next week. Hopefully, JC will be off his sabbatical on his goddamn boat and come back to us. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to have to find somebody else. On that note, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening to the Jobber Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. See ya.